Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of The Boom Theory. Before we get started with today's show, please click that subscribe button and don't forget to leave feedback of your thoughts of the show. All right, today on the show, we have the owner of Soul Bean Roasters, Ashley Tendall. Ashley, how are you today? I'm well, thank you for having me on. Of course, thanks for taking the time to have a conversation with me about your business and what got you here. So for those that may not know, explain um, essentially the company, what you guys do and your inspiration that got you there. Yeah, totally. Um, so Soul Bean Coffee Roasters started, like we were talking a little bit before the show, just because I'd always sort of worked in coffee, like in high school and college as a barista. And I just loved like the community of um, the, the culture and the community of a coffee shop. And I loved like what happens at the coffee, the exchange of ideas, the community. Um, and uh, I just kind of got burned out in corporate America. And I was like, you know what? Like this has been in my heart for a long time. Like why not? Um, and pretty soon, uh, pretty early on, I realized that I didn't want to just have a coffee shop, but I wanted to roast my own coffee. I wanted to source my own coffee, import my own coffee. Um, and so I sort of just became like this full spectrum um, deal where I I made my first origin trip to Peru a few years ago and just sort of like scoped out like what the process was like on a farm, on a coffee farm, you know, from farm to cup, like what the whole process was. And it just sort of um, grew from there. and has evolved uh, to incorporate a lot of other, you know, sort of more social um, models where it really is focused on doing good um, and giving back and focused on like environmental sustainability and mutually beneficial relationships with not only the farms, but for us here. Um, So yeah, it's my, it's my baby. Nice. Prior to that, um, your origin trip to Peru, have you been to Peru? Like what kind of, what sparked that? No, I hadn't ever been to Peru. Um, I'd just been doing like a lot of reading and I, you know, a lot of coffee shops, like you'll go in and you'll have a cup of coffee, but usually it's not actually um, the coffee shop who, um, it's not their coffee. They buy it from somewhere else, like a roaster who actually gets the coffee um, imported and then roasts it. And that's how it becomes like the brown color that we all um, know it as. Um, But my girlfriend and I were just kind of like, we started, you know, she was an attorney and she wanted to really, um, we were both sort of like at this point in our life when we really wanted to just like go after our dreams and continue to, um, so we started something called a mastermind group, her and I, and it's sort of this group to hold each other accountable to like different dreams and goals that you have. And we would meet like once a week and we would like go over the steps of what we were doing to achieve each of our goals. And she wanted to incorporate Spanish into her law practice. And I wanted to start my coffee business and I wanted to to go uh, and visit a coffee farm so I could actually see like what goes into, you know, that cup of coffee that we drink. And so I just sort of like Googled randomly one day coffee farm, South America. And like she and I got together and like compared things. We're like, well, it'd be really cool if we could also go visit Machu Picchu. And um, so we just decided on this like random farm in Peru and um, ended up being a female run farm by two women. These two badass chicks um, had this organic farm where they grew like pineapples and bananas and coffee. And so, yeah, we just, Booked the tickets, made it happen, and uh, that's how it started. 
And then I just became in love with it. When I got there, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> How much work goes into just one single cup of coffee? They have to pick like 300 cherries. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. What was, so what was like your thought process, right? Trying to, you know, writing down and I love the whole, you know, having an accountability partner and making sure you guys are helping each other attain that goal. What was that, the, your thought process, really just your general process of like transitioning from corporate America to opening a, your own business? I had a lot of, I was fortunate to have a mentor in my life. Um, who was really just, I mean, she was sort of a spiritual mentor, but also a professional mentor. She was kind of doing everything in her life that I really wanted to be doing. And I really looked up to her and she was really big on, uh, we call it dream building. And, you know, we all have these like little sparks and you're, you know, doing it right now. You're doing something that was in your heart to do, which is awesome. Um, we all have these little sparks that are inside of us. that are like these little murmurs of like things that we really want to do. But most of the time we don't listen to them. And she really just encouraged me to start really just listening to that and feeding that little spark and um, actively, you know, dream building and, you know, trying to set goals for how I could achieve those dreams. And like, I started doing things like, I was like actively journaling every day about, you know, the things that I wanted, but journaling as if I already had them. So it's kind of like a lot of like secret, the secret stuff mixed in with, but, you know, I would write about, you know, you know, I'm so happy and grateful now that I, you know, I'm making this amount of money and I'm traveling to these countries to source my beans, like just literally like dreaming and writing as if I had already had those things. And I started just putting that out there into the universe and um, taking little steps, just doing what I could do, like what I, what I could, that was right in front of me. Um doing, you know, what I could with what I had with where I was at and just sort of building it from there. That's awesome though. I mean, I think your push for soul bean and like your why behind it, right? Just providing the value and doing things for the right reasons. I think that's awesome. And a lot of people when they start their own business tend to look at the money side of things rather than why they're doing it. And I think that's why they end up, you know, one way or another disliking what they do. Um, so that's, I, I think that's very valuable. So when you're when you were starting the company, like your first, you know, say three to six months, what were some of the struggles that you were able to overcome? I think a lot of the struggles had to do with self-doubt. Um, I sort of had this, like, I think we call it the imposter syndrome, um, where it's like, who am I to be, you know, having this or who am I to be starting a company or, you know, just doubting myself. So there was a lot of self-doubt that I had to overcome. I had to overcome, you know, not comparing myself with other people, with other companies. I had to overcome, um, I mean, capital. I don't think that, you know, making money and doing good are mutually exclusive. I think that you can have an and, like you can do good and make money. And for me, though, I, as we were talking about, I wanted to follow a very sustainable growth model because I was also still working full time when I started to sort of cultivate and lay the groundwork for this this vision I had for soul being. And I kind of got overwhelmed by like the whole process. So I had to overcome that. I was like, Oh my God, where do I start? Like, what do I do? Like, how do I start a business? Like, how am I going to form my, you know, like, do I form an LLC? Do my sole proprietorship? Like all these like a bazillion questions. And so I, when you're actively looking and seeking, I think, you know, the universe gives us these little 
like signs of like which direction to take. And so um, someone told me about this program called Women's Economic Ventures, which was a like 14 week business class for um, entrepreneurs for women who, not just women, but it started off as women uh, who wanted to start a business. And you basically would like, go through it with other like-minded people who were also starting businesses or wanted to start businesses, and you would write a business plan. And so it, I started that, and I would go, like, in the evenings after working. I'd go, like, on one night a week, every week for, like, I don't know. It was, like, 10 or 14 weeks, something like that. And I wrote a business plan. And we went through like financials and projections and, you know, marketing plan and, you know, all of that stuff that you, you know, would have to put together if you were actually going to go try to get money or get an investor, right? Um, so I put that together, which was very valuable. That was kind of like my first step on the road to starting my business. Yeah, I just sort of built it from there. So from then to now, how much has changed as far as what Solbean Roasters is doing? Oh, so much. And when I initially started it, it was just, I just wanted to like open a coffee shop. That was like the basic dream. Then it evolved into like, I wanted to do a place where you could do yoga and drink coffee. And, um, and then from there it evolved into, well, okay, I don't really want to do it. Like yoga and coffee, like really, what I really wanted to do was work directly with farms to source my coffee and import my coffee and help these farms as well. Because a lot of these farms in these countries are like, you know, they don't have a lot and there's so much work that goes into picking, you know, just one cup of coffee that you drink. There's like 300 coffee cherries that need to be picked. There's not a lot of social development in some of the countries. Um, and I just fell in love with, especially after I visited Peru, just fell in love with that whole part of it. And I wanted to have my hand in every step of the supply chain from farm to, farm to cup. So I, um, but I started small, you know, I just did what I could with what I had with where I was at. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I was working full time. So I just started, um, you know, teaching myself how to roast coffee, um, which is kind of a whole craft in and of itself. Um, and I started just like on this little two pound roaster machine and I would roast, I actually started on a popcorn popper. You can buy green coffee and roast it in a popcorn popper and turn it into a coffee that you can drink. But I just started teaching myself how to roast and then I started setting up and like, I got like my business license and all that stuff that you have to go through. And then I, uh, I just started like aligning myself with other small businesses in the community, like little yoga studios and breweries and, um, Patagonia is, um, the headquarters are in Ventura where I lived at the time. And so I would, you know, go and do events with them and, you know, set up my little copies, you know, my little table with my coffee and, um, I was just like, I gave away a lot of coffee, a lot of free coffee. And, um, but I just like was putting myself out there and sort of developing relationships with people and doing what I love, which was just like hanging out with the community and, and sharing in community over a cup of coffee. And, uh, you know, there were so many good things that were happening over that cup of coffee. I mean, there were like fundraisers, there were, you know, nonprofits, you know, all these, you know, small businesses and nonprofits doing good in the community as well. And, so that's kind of how I started was just like getting my name out there. You know, I was like, it was super grassroots, like literally like a table and some coffee and, you know, my chalkboard with my name on it, setting up at like all these different events. That's awesome. Like seeing, seeing you have a company now and you know, it, it's probably the way 
at large in, in, in public is that you see these people that own companies, you don't necessarily see like the grind they had to go through to get that started. Right. And, you know, like you said, having just something as simple as setting up coffee, you're setting up a table and, you know, handing out coffee to build that brand, those relationships that you built, you know, when you were doing that, how important was that? And I guess boosting and elevating soul bean and getting it to where it's at now. No, that's a great question. And actually, I, I agree with what, let me just address something that you were speaking about briefly. I, cause I totally agree with you. And that's why I'm super glad you're doing this podcast because I too was like, dude, like, where are all the stories of like the people, like when they were just like failing, like I wanted to read the stories of like all the times these companies failed because that would actually encourage me to keep going because I was like, you know, you, you only just hear like, oh, you know, and then she did this and she, was a multi-million dollar company and I loved reading about all the like nitty-gritty details of like how you got there so I'm super glad that you're doing this because I think it's super important but um you know I would have to say that I think everything in life is like an opportunity to learn my first year in business was really difficult and I think I had a lot of just like delusions of grandeur that like I was going to do this and then this was going to happen and and actually my first year in business I actually got burned um fairly badly I you know was basically giving free consulting advice to you know some people that I thought I was going to be going into business with and I was super naive and I was like oh my gosh like they want me to do their coffee and I'm gonna you know have my own little coffee pop-up shop inside this amazing place and we met for months and months and you know I'm just like sharing my financials with them and like you know laying out exactly how a coffee shop should be run and and then they, and I wasn't really burned. I think I was just naive. They decided, Hey, well, we want to actually sell our own coffee. And, and they ended up, you know, like not wanting me to provide the coffee. And I was so crushed by it. I was like, cause it was like my first year in business. I thought, Oh my God, I like struck out. I'm going to be able to leave my job full time and like, just do this. Like, this is awesome. And, um, they were like, actually, we decided to do our own thing with coffee. And, um, I was just like, so crushed. And I actually like stopped doing soul bean for a little bit and they came back and were like, well, we'd still like to, you know, talk about, you know, maybe buying coffee from you and packaging it as our own. And at that point I was kind of like, you know what? Like that's when it became clear to me that, you know, I have certain values in the way that I run things and the way that, you know, I do things and the things that are important to me. And I realized that I didn't really want to do, I didn't want to align myself with people that didn't have the same values. And that, so that became very important to me very early on. I was like, you know, I don't have to do business with these people. I don't want to do business with these people. And, uh, but I bring this up because it was just like, I was crushed after that happened. Like I was like, eh. and I actually went back to, you know, I just worked at my job and kind of only did soul bean here and there. But I wasn't like, I just, I, I failed once and I was like, nope, I'm not putting myself back out there again. And in fact, I almost like, um, was scared to even like allow myself to dream again. But fortunately I came, came through that and was able to sort of get the momentum to get going again. But, you know, we all deal with stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough lesson to learn. I'm, you know, I'm glad you were able to get yourself out of it and keep doing what you're doing. Cause I know, so I think it was like about three years ago, three or four years ago, I was, you know, really heavy into like fitness and, you know, just the health and fitness industry. And I attempted to be a personal trainer 
And I was trying to, you know, like you said, with the success stories, I saw everybody on the internet, on social media, you know, they were already in far better shape than I was. Um, and just, you know, pushing out online training and, you know, providing meals and, you know, workout regimens and things like that. And then I jumped into it and started trying to do that too. I got certified as a personal trainer, but I didn't want to work. Um, I didn't want to work for, you know, a, a gym, like 24 hour fitness or anything like that. I just wanted to really, I just wanted to do it so I could help people be healthier. And when I was struggling through that, you know, I, I was able to pick up clients here and there, but I was more frustrated at the fact that I wasn't like, I couldn't get them to, to act and to do things. Right. And, you know, you see people working out, but I think what a lot of people didn't understand at, you know, at that time in my life, and I didn't either, is that you have to put in so much effort on the nutritional side of it to make the workout even make sense and give you some value. And I, you know, when, when I saw people give up, I, I essentially gave up on that, right? Like I stopped training, I stopped reaching out to people and I scaled back a lot on, on my health too. I mean, not necessarily my health, but like doing the whole fitness thing. Cause I, I got a little carried away. Like I was, you know, I was eating six to eight meals a day. I was, you know, working out two to three hours a day. Um, it was cool. And I, you know, put on some muscle and like, I look good and stuff like that, but I was like having a hard time putting my shirt on and like, it made me, yeah, I, like I couldn't breathe well, just walking. Um, so it was definitely not healthy. And I think it, you know, to a degree, it crushed my dream. And I was like, damn, I, I should just go back to work and, you know, focus on that. And it was, you know, it sucked. But at the same time, I'm glad it happened. Because um, I, I then doubled my focus on work. And, you know, I, I found this wonderful tech company that I was with. And I, I was able to move up into management into the leadership group. And from there, I found a passion in helping others, right? I, I wanted to develop every single person on my team to be the best they could be. And it wasn't just, you know, getting promoted. It was finding that career path where they're happy, right? You, you work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, like be happy doing it. That's, you know, kind of what, what got me into starting the podcast and, you know, putting content out there on social media and things like that. I was able to do it with my team for, you know, the last year and a half or so. And I wanted to be able to do that for really anyone and everyone that wanted help. So I think, you know, from, from your story too, just sometimes hitting that, having, having an event like that hit you is beneficial as long as you're eventually able to pick yourself back up and keep pushing forward. Cause there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. So with uh, Soulbean, checked out your website, soulbeanroasters.com a few times. Your product, are you just selling the coffee beans now or the, do those come roasted? Like, do you sell them packaged as, you know, roasted, ready to grind? Yeah. So are you familiar with the process of like, like the process of like farm to cup, like the coffee that you drink every day? Like, do you know how, what the process of it is? No idea. I'll just give you like the abbreviated version of it, but um, most of the like co coffee shops that you go to, like I was telling you earlier, they um, they don't actually roast their coffee. There are some that do, but usually they get it from someone called a roaster, and the roaster gets the coffee from the farms or from an importer. And when coffee grows, it's actually a fruit. It grows on it's a coffee cherry. It's a, like a cherry on a tree. So that gets picked and processed, and then inside that's a seed, which is 
once it once it dries, it's green coffee. It's called green coffee. And uh, it's raw green coffee. And that's what I then import and I source and I search to find farms that I want to work with and growers that, you know, have aligned values um, with me. And, and so I source that coffee and then I then roast that coffee and package it to sell to coffee shops, to, you know, private clients. So yes, on my website, you can buy coffee that's roasted. Um, that's all directly sourced by me. Um, so there's a lot of transparency. So you know exactly where the coffee's coming from and the story behind the coffee and, um, which is important to me. And I know it is a lot to, it should be, if, if it's not already, it is important to a lot of people because, um, we're kind of all in this together and like we're in one global community. So I think it's important to know the story behind the stuff that you're consuming, but yeah, so you can buy it off of my website packaged, ready to grind. So your initial, like kind of pulling it back, your initial thought of coffee and yoga, it's like two ends of the spectrum, right? You coffee, you get high caffeinated people trying to do something somewhat peaceful. How does that work? It doesn't. That's why I don't do it. Okay. But like, I don't know. I My personality, I'm like super spastic and just like high energy. So it works for someone with like my personality, but most people are not like that. It would be more like probably like tea and yoga. But it kind of just started off because like I would go do yoga all the time with my friends. And then afterwards we go like next door and get coffee. So I was like, that'd be really cool. But I realized like, you know, you were talking, you're kind of, sometimes your dreams just evolve into something else. And, uh, I realized like my true dream was to really just, I mean, long term, I want to really just work on developing more relationships with these farms all around the global community and focusing on like importing and doing a lot of that. But it's mostly important to me to just try to do as much good as I can through coffee. So like I will try to align myself with farms. Like there's one farm that I work with in Peru where it's just two girls, their sisters, and you know, they're struggling. I mean, they're not by any means like a, you know, they're not wealthy landowners, but they started a women's organization there. A lot of the men in Peru around that area are prone to alcoholism and the women end up being the ones that are sort of providing for the family. So they started a women's organization there to empower the local women and they get together once a month and they meet and they're all trying to raise money, for instance, right now to get their own coffee roasters so that they can sell coffee along the Incan Trail to tourists, you know, and of course they make more money. They're able to, you know, do all sorts of things like educate themselves, you know, empower their children, you know, buy, you know, have a, make a better living. So ultimately, like, I want to focus more on, you know, aligning myself with farms like that so that like a percentage of our sales can go directly to people like that who are, you know, trying to do good themselves and sort of just advance themselves. Nice. For those, so for those that want to, you know, that, that might be a little hesitant about um, jumping into a small business or kind of letting that entrepreneur side of them shine, what piece of advice would you have for them? Um, I would say that failure is a part of it. And it's not, I think this is not my wording, but you know, there's just some quote or something somewhere that it's not like when you fail, when you fail, it's if you fail, like you will fail at some point. Um, that's just part of success. You know, I'm still in the middle of my journey. Um, and I have to tell myself still every day, like, okay, just keep going, just keep going. You know, you just 
be persistent. And, you know, I do believe that if you just continue to work hard and be persistent, that you will achieve what is in your heart. So I would just say that, you know, expect failure will happen and just keep trudging through. Awesome. Well, I love your passion and, you know, your inspiration of starting your own business and, you know, the, the perseverance you had to go through those ups and downs. And, you know, I feel like Soul Bean will, will blow up one of these days. You're, you're definitely pushing the reason behind why, you know, your why, your reason behind doing it all, I think is, is in the right place, right? You're, you're putting your heart into it and you're not necessarily just focused on the bottom line you want to provide that value and help others. And I think when people do that, they end up, you know, sooner or later winning and getting to that, the top of the mountain, if you will. But thank you so much for jumping on with me today. I, I very much appreciate it and got a lot of insight on, on your, your business and, you know, what got you where you are now. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's good to see you. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you got as much value as I did out of that. And I hope you tune in next week.